Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Shelters by Jesus Radio. I'm your host, Seth Roberts, with my co-host, Al Team. And Al, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thanks for listening in, and nice to be here. We had such a great time last week with Gary. I hope you were blessed. I know that we were having him in the studio. Today, we have a new subject for you. We're going to talk about prayer, so stay tuned. Well, again, everyone, thanks for joining us, and we pray that you would be blessed as you hear the discussion, and we hope that you become a participant, too, in prayer, and maybe even in supporting what's going on here at Shelters by Jesus. Actually, the Lord moved in your heart, Seth, to bring this subject up. Well, I think, Al, it's incredibly important. It's how we talk to God. Uh, now, He can communicate with us in unlimited ways. Right. Amen? But we're commanded to pray. We're commanded to go to Him. The Bible tells us, you know, He knows our needs before we go before Him, but He still wants that communication. He wants Golly, to talk. When, when you mentioned that, you know, what do you think about having a podcast on prayer? I thought, well, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. This is such a big subject, and we really could have several of them and oh, go on yes. for a month of Sundays talking about prayer. <laughs> yes, and, we and do it. Because it's so encouraging. Amen. And there's so much to talk about. However, I just let it settle, and I thought about it, and I prayed about it, mm -hmm. and I actually came up with so many ideas and verses in particular that relate to prayer. There's just no shortage of them. So it's it's really exciting. Well, you know, prayer is used in many different ways. It's praying for your needs, praying for the needs of others, but it is the most powerful tool, I would say, in a Christian's toolbox in their daily life. And that's certainly modeled here at the shelter. I'd like maybe to start it as a springboard of our discussion would be maybe Seth as director here of Shelters by Jesus, Skowhegan Campus. Someone calls the office here and says, gosh, I'm in a position where I don't have anywhere to stay. I'm hungry. What whatever their particular case may be. Mm. When they call, I've heard Tom on the phone. He begins to outline what it looks like to be a resident here, and there are some requirements. And in amongst that is that there is a time of prayer, and it's a hugely important in a person's life, we feel. And so we add that as part of the understanding. When they come here, there's going to be some prayer. Could you talk about maybe when somebody calls the office here? What are they going to expect to hear from Tom? Well, well, one of the things that we can say here in our boasting in Jesus, not in ourselves, but boasting in Jesus Christ, we are not federally or state funded. We are completely, utterly, privately funded, faith-based. We get money sent to us by people, some people we've never met before that just send a note, God said to give you this, I don't know why, but God bless you. And so because we're faith-based, we don't accept federal monies, so we can set up the rules here. Mm. And one of the rules here is every morning there's a praise and prayer. God gets his praise, and we bring our requests before him every morning, seven days a week. And then every evening there is a Bible study, and those are requirements. And we tell people, if you expect to come here, this is what you're going to have to participate in. Well, I don't believe, or I'm a different religion. Well, it doesn't matter. If you want to come here, you have to be in these meetings. We'll get some that say, well, you, know, you can't make me believe. Well, that's not my objective. My objective is to get you to introduce you to Christ, the power of God, and then you make your own decision, but you will be at these meetings. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, Al, because we have these praise and prayer things, and because we're lifting up our needs before God, and because the residents are seeing God meeting these needs, God meeting these needs, they're understanding that there is a God. Mm. 
and prayer is effective. And without prayer, Al, we're hopelessly lost. Could you imagine trying to run a Shelters by Jesus and prayer meetings and Bible studies don't happen? How in the world do you stay in contact with God? Exactly. When does it start? Like in the mornings, you say? Our week looks like this. So Monday through Saturday, we have an 8 a.m. praise and prayer. And so that, 8 a.m., everyone signs in here. Every single morning. Who conducts that then? The praise and prayer is generally led by pastor. If pastor can't be here, then it's me. That would be Pastor Barry, Richard Pastor Barry. Richard Barry, yep. yes. And if I can't make it because pastor and I are at a meeting with somebody, then my assistant director, Rick, will step up and handle. I mean, generally it looks like this. We sit together and we ask, hey, who's got a praise for God? Who's got something to say, God did this for me? Would you and consider praise a prayer? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you're talking to God, sure. right? Sure. And so we lift up everything. And we want God to get his glory. Absolutely. And I want everybody here to see, look, this is something that happened to me. I had this concern. God swooped in. This is what's happened. And it's great when we get unexpected things. You know, nothing's greater than when we get a resident who says, God got me a job. Amen. You know, God got me a house. We want to give God his praise. And then we bring up our requests. Lord, my brother has cancer. Or Lord, I'm looking for work. Or whatever it is. And then we just continue on. And the beautiful thing about the praise part is we get to see these prayers that they prayed for last week answered. And they get to share it with us so we can understand how God is intimately involved with everybody's life through prayer. What a neat testimony though if I could just yeah. interject. I've heard this that it's great to keep track of your prayers in a personal journal as one idea yeah. and then to later see that that prayer is answered. Amen. Uh, and what an encouragement that is and I know we can get into it a little more sometimes it's no the answer is no but in terms of offering the prayers everybody hears them not maybe everyone participates but they'll hear the prayers in the morning mm -hmm. and then like you say the ultimate joy is to then see it come and be answered in a favorable way. That's a, and then a live God that's working. Well, amen, Al, because they're seeing these prayers being answered, and there is no other explanation. And so they have to sit back and go, wait a minute, there's something to this. I've seen it go both ways, Al. I've seen it bring people to a place where they understand there is a Jesus. Yeah. And then I've seen it make people stiff-necked and hard-hearted and say, I don't care. I will have nothing to do with God. That leads us to a different prayer where we're lifting these men up, these women up, saying, Lord, man, they're fighting you. But I I know if you want them, you're going to get them. So we just pray, Lord, get them. There are no walls that hold a prayer. I marvel at that. I mean, even our listening audience here, you can be participants in that know that every morning at 8 o'clock, there begins some prayer and praise, and there are people who are truly searching. There are people who are truly in need. There are people who also just want to be encouraged mm -hmm. and want to encourage other people. So you can be a participant. No matter where you are listening to this podcast, all over the world. If the Holy Spirit moves in your heart, you can pray for salvations. We love that. And for healing. But how and amazing would that be, Al? That's a good point. I didn't think about that. If our listeners wanted to join us for praise and prayer, but they couldn't be here physically. Folks, every morning at 8 a.m., we're before the Lord in prayer. There is a heavenly investment. I mean, it, it'd be life-changing. And then you could check with us, and we could give you updates. Or you could check our website and listen to some of the future podcasts. You'll hear some of the real moves of God. And they start with prayer. I believe that's one of the germinating places where the prayers start, and then they're watered, and God gives the sunlight, and they grow. People hear the podcast, but they don't see the behind-the-scenes, the tremendous amount of work it takes to put it together and to put each episode up on the air. And there was a few weeks 
weeks ago, I was very, very sick, Al, and it was a recording day, and I'm so nervous because I'm like, oh, I know Al's going to come in. He's going to be ready. <laughs> well, let's you know? hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And then Seth's going to come in, and he's under the weather, and oh, I'm going to destroy it because I just I won't be able to bring the energy, and I just felt so drained. But I came in, I sat down, and all of a sudden, I just felt this overwhelming ability to get it done, and I'm going to trust God that it's going to come out the way he wants. It's his podcast, and so he's going to push it forward. And then it was a couple days later, I find out Ron and Faye Brewer, good friends of Pastor Barry, they come to our services on Saturdays. Faye came up to me. She says, Seth, I don't know, but man, Thursday morning, God put you on my heart. And I just started praying for you like crazy. Wow. Amen, right? And so I was like, Faye, you have no idea how much it just touched me because it was your prayer that God heard that got me through that Thursday morning. And that's another thing about prayer, Al, that means a lot to me. I think when God puts a name or a face in your mind, it isn't coincidental. All right, Lord, you put them there. I need to pray. I don't, maybe you don't know what it is you're supposed to pray about. But Lord, I lift this person up to you. I don't know what's going on, but you put them on my heart. I pray for blessings over them, wisdom, protection, whatever it is. Well, that reminds me of that Bible verse, James 5, 16. Confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I have always loved that verse in that there is power in prayer. I remember hearing Howie Hendricks say at a conference that I went to a Christian conference that focused prayer brings down power. And so it was so neat that you just shared that Faye prayed for you. There was a focused prayer. I also really appreciate what you say, that the Holy Spirit will put somebody in your mind to maybe pray for. And so don't block that out. That's definitely a move of God letting you know somebody needs help. That could be something to really heed and listen to. Well, that's so good that you were able to do that podcast because I certainly enjoyed it. And listeners can look back at the archives and hear some of those and you'll be able to hear that he sounded just fine. So praise be to God. So this is something that I've learned about prayer too. Working here at the shelter, there's good times and bad times. There's uh, people with needs and there are people who seem to stir the pot and cause trouble. And early on when these things would happen and it would be a repeat offender, my anger would start to grow. And I could find myself wanting to deal with people in my anger. And so I've learned through my experience to pray. What does the Bible tell us about anger? First of all, it does not work the righteousness of God. Yep. It also says if you're going to be angry, don't sin. These are difficult when you're angry. Amen. I know our listeners would nod if they heard what they I was are saying. right now. Yeah, that when you're angry, oh, the Spirit of God, it's like you're putting that aside because you want people to know you're angry. I've had to learn to pray and say, Lord, you know what? I could go to them right now, put them on blast, or I could do what you want me to do. And if you don't help me right now, I'm going to put them on blast. You know, my military background says when someone messes up, you let them have it because you don't want them doing it anymore. But I'm not in the military. I'm in God's service now. God's on. Right. And so I need to do things his way. Now, when you're angry, do you find yourself running to prayer first? Or do you find yourself using your anger first? What do you pray when you're angry to help you calm down? Well, great question. I think in time with our theme of prayer, prayer starts with the individual. There's a starting point. And I know people talk about these big corporate prayers and pray for all kinds of big things. And that certainly falls into place. And we'll talk more about that. But the personal prayer, that communication with God, he's king. He created everything, the universe. And so there's your starting point. With respect to what you just asked me in anger, I think many men in particular really struggle with that. And it can then become depression. It can have different forms. 
However, when I'm angry, it starts personally. Right. I've been at this long enough, and you can see the color of my beard, that I know when I start to become angry, it's something I need to deal with. And so I've learned to work with it a little better over the years. And I'll just ask the Lord to help me. That's a simple prayer. Lord, help. I think it's one of the shortest prayers in the Bible is help. <laughs> Say, please. And with us being filled with the Holy Spirit, I believe he'll come and he just begins to minister to us. One way he can do that is he helps to put things in perspective and that this isn't the end of the world. Don't sweat the little things and he will give you the power. And so I guess that's where I would go. When I get angry, I go to him first and say, help me. I have some anger right now. In that moment, we're using prayer as a means of surrender. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, that's Lord, a neat way to put it. I don't want to do this in my flesh. So I'm going to surrender to you and I'm going to trust you that you're going to make things come out okay. Uh, now, I'm not always successful with that, Al. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if anybody who is, but I put myself under the bus. There are times when I get so angry that I fail and then have to repent. Well, if you confess your sins, he is faithful to forgive them mm -hmm. and remove all transgression and fill you with his righteousness. When we fall, if you know if that's something we struggle with or if our listeners struggle with that, you ask the Lord to help. And I believe that we can be healed and handle that better, certainly. And anything can be prayed for. I have found my prayer life expand as I become became a new Christian and then began that joy in the journey, that walk with Christ, that it wasn't just on Sundays then or before a meal or when something difficult came up. My prayer life, I believe, has evolved and people would relate to this, that it's a 24-7 kind of thing. I wake up in the middle of the night and can't sleep. There's something going on. There may be some evil oppression or somebody else needs prayer and so I'll pray. And you know what the neat thing is? You can think a prayer and he hears it. Amen. Is that too cool? Amen. Amen. Let me ask you something about that, Al, because, you know, the other night I woke up stark awake out of a dead sleep and there were certain people and things that God, I know he put there and I'd say a prayer. All right, Lord, bless this person, watch over and try to go back to sleep. And it was almost like the spiritual shaking of my shoulder. You're not done yet. All right, Lord, I'd go deeper into it and deeper into it. And those moments, Al, I believe are ordained by God for you to get up and pray. How special is that, that he wants a relationship with you and your brother and your sisters and in him as one giant family. I can imagine the blessing when we answer that and say, all right, Lord, you know what? I could go back to sleep or I could spend this hour. I'm going to serve you in this hour, pray in this hour. And then when I wake up the next morning, I'm going to be blessed for this. There are reminders that the Holy Spirit will use too to help us to pray. For example, the six o'clock time in the evening is just when I, oh, six o'clock, somebody's preaching at the shelter. I'm cognizant of that. And so I kind of think, you know, oh, six o'clock. Wednesday last night were you on last night yes yes sir. so you were on so I prayed for you last oh, night I was so like much. I think Seth is on and he's doing double duty and he's gonna be back here on Thursday so six o'clock is it time that I would pray I see 11 11 is just oddly enough one 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 I pray for one of my sons mm. that's just what I do all the time I hear a siren I have learned that to be a call for prayer in fact one time I was doing a Bible study we were out in the park it was a summer day and we were out in the park doing the Bible study, we heard a siren. And I said, that's a call to prayer for me. And I said, we need to stop and pray. And you know what? 
the siren got closer and closer, and it came right here to the shelter. Mm -hmm. It was a resident that needed help, hadn't been able to make it to the Bible study, was up in the bunk room, and was having trouble breathing, and they needed help. And so they called, and were praying for someone, and here it was, someone closer than we could ever have imagined. So mm -hmm. that's just a call to prayer. True, Al. It's happened to us where we had no idea, driving by the ambulance, siren going off, that it was for someone very close to us. You never know what is going on. And folks, I'm going to tell you, if God is calling you to pray, and it is a still small voice, you'll hear the whisper, pray, but you'll know it's God. I highly recommend, folks, you don't have to close your eyes. You could be driving in your car and talking to the Lord in prayer. And if you ever feel it, please do it, because your prayer can be the difference between what happens at the other end of things. I think of another one. We live near a hospital, and they have a helicopter service there for emergencies. In the middle of the night, I'll hear a helicopter. Or for that matter, anytime I hear a helicopter, it's worth praying, too. Because how many helicopters are flying around here, except for maybe some guard duty or something of that nature? But even right. still, there's some prayer call there. But I'll hear a helicopter, and it's and a lot of times it's a medevac. And so in the middle of the night, somewhere, somebody's needing help, and I pray for them. Because I've known people that have flown in those and have been saved. And isn't that neat that your prayer can make a difference? And we can pray for anyone, anywhere, anytime. Thank you for listening to this session of Shelters by Jesus Radio. There is a listener-supported button. We'd love to have you press and help support the ministry here. There are other ways in which you can help. We'd love to have you contact us via phone at area code 207-474-8833. That's the Shelters by Jesus hotline. You can also write us here at Shelters by Jesus, 12 McClellan Street, Skowhegan, Maine, 04976. And you know what? You can also pray for us. And you can also visit our website at www.sheltersbyjesus.com where you can donate $9 a month there as well. We get 100% of the proceeds that go through there. Al, awesome subject. Oh. Such a good conversation. Al.